This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. For the info we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hello, welcome to Naval Gazing the Valley Indies weekly podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. The Great Give was May 1st and May 2nd. That was a 36-hour online giving event that raised $1.7 million for area nonprofits. As part of the Great Give experience, the Valley Indy did a series of interviews over 36 hours. One of them was with Stefan Bohuniak, a member of the Seymour Board of Selectmen. So the following interview is Stefan, who came to our office and did a live Facebook video during the Great Give. Uh, First Selectman Kurt Miller, who often appears with Stefan, was unable to make this appearance because he was under the weather. But without further ado, here is Stefan Bohuniak of the Seymour Board of Selectmen talking about the town budget vote, which is coming up very quickly, and then some economic development matters. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. It's uh, We're two minutes late with this one. I apologize. We have been on time and on target, but we're starting this one at 11.02 a.m. Joining us uh, on my far right is Stefan Bahuniak, a member of the Seymour Board of Selectmen. Stefan, thank you so much for coming to the Valley Indy today. Thank you for having me, and also thank you for doing this. I think um, this is a, a great undertaking that you guys uh, undertake every year. It's uh, it's not enviable, but it's it's very worthy. It's totally our pleasure. We've been having a ball uh, doing it so far this year. And I guess we should just relay to people who are tuning in and probably wondering why all the traffic lights are out uh, on Division Street and Wakeley Avenue uh, on the Ansonia Derby border. There was a transformer malfunction on Wakeley Avenue where there's a big road reconstruction project uh, happening. So UI is aware they're on it. Uh, your power will be restored eventually. It's not the zombie apocalypse. Contrary to what we're seeing on Twitter, it is not the zombie apocalypse. So I thought, Stefan, let me let me let me let me let me adjust my seat here. I probably should have done this beforehand. Sure. But uh, that's Ethan Fry, by the way. He's making sure we can be heard. He's putting the embed for this video on Facebook to ValleyIndy.org, and then on Extra Extra, he's going to include this in a list of live streams that we've done. I think we're up to I don't know. We've done a lot. If you want to go back and look at 
previous live streams, go to valleyindy.org, look under Extra Extra. There's links to every single one. This is the 18th, if I just counted correctly. All right, this is our 18th live uh, video we've done. So, and also, I should just a little bit of housekeeping. First selectman, Kurt Miller, W. Kurt Miller, uh, was supposed to be here, but he messaged us this morning and said that he's under the weather and he could not make it. And Kurt must be really under the weather, because for Kurt to say no to a camera is... Uh, is Candidate for state office. He is, he, is, he is not feeling well. So get well soon, Kurt. So I guess like, the news in Seymour, the big news in Seymour... Uh, not that it's all that unusual, but it's hey, it's budget time. It's time for people to go out and vote yay or nay on the town and school budgets. They're both still separate, right, Stefan? Yes, they're still separate uh, for this year. This perhaps will be the last year they will be. Because, uh, ooh, look, uh, oh, we're getting a little interference there. I might have to bring down. We're doing 720p. I might have to break, bring down the... I had my headphones and the sound on, so that, that might have... I just people don't need to jump. see me in that much uh, granularity. We just want a little whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's they're two separate. So you, you, when people go to the polls, and it's going to be coming up May 10th, I have a New Haven Register article up here written by Gene Fabel Sosnovich to properly credit uh, the, the town-wide vote on the school and town budgets, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., May 10th, at the Seymour Community Center, 20 Pine Street. So it'll be presented, do you say yay or nay on the school budget? Do you say yay or nay on the town budget? Correct, yep, simple as that. But there is a movement, a charter revision underway, possibly, that would have to be approved by voters, yep. where that might become a combined, qu- well, I, I don't know. Yeah, what. I know the goal, um, the goal of the selectmen, the goal of uh, first selectman Kurt Miller, and... To my knowledge now, the goal of the Charter Revision Commission, that's one of their big pushes, is to combine the two budgets to make it a more streamlined process. Uh, it also will just be good for the town and the Board of Education to be on the same page. Um, we, we are working on, you know, people talk about regionalization amongst towns, which is a, a very daunting undertaking. It's hard enough for us to regionalize our Board of Education in the town side. So we're making strides to do that. Uh, the Charter Revision hopefully will be part of that to make it one budget unified at the town level. Oh, this is interesting. We're getting a total... Uh, I might have to take this down. Hopefully you can still... Let us know if we're still on. I'm getting... Uh, I'm doing this video at a higher whatever resolution that I have. seeing it. Previous videos. Did it, did it do a little jump on you? Not, not that I've seen. Okay. I apologize. Sorry. This is live. We're doing it live. So, yeah. In terms of... I remember a couple of years ago, especially like 2009, 2010, 2011, when the Valley Indy first launched, the Seymour budget... Uh, uh, annual vote was a painful process. People in those days in Seymour, I think they famously voted down a 0% at one point. Yeah. And there were multiple referendums. Yeah. And obviously when people vote down a 0% budget, uh, that's sending a message of, of some kind. And there was some animosity, I guess. Although I don't remember any real fighting between the school board and the town at that time. But uh, things seem to have turned a corner in terms of the budget. There seems to be uh, more support by every, all the elected officials, at least. Uh, and obviously, you're a minority member of the Board of Selectmen. You're, you're a Democrat. Kurt Miller is a Republican, and Republicans have a majority on all the elected boards. Uh, what's your take on the budget? It's $56 million, according to the New Haven Register, a Gene Fabo-Sosnovich article from uh, late April. Uh, $22 million, $22.8 million townside, uh, 33, 33.4 million Board of Education. 
is it a, is it a good budget? Or are, you, is, are people spending like drunken sailors up there? <laughs> uh, it's it's a very sound budget. Uh, and if we can give a little context to the former budget woes, um, there was a part of that that on the actual question on the ballot, you used to be able to vote no too low and no too high. So we would actually see some budgets defeated because the no's were split and they couldn't just come together. So now we just have a straight no um, for the last several years and that's that's been something that's also led to uh, more, amicable, more amicable budget um, approvals. This budget, I, I, in my opinion, is, is very non-controversial. Um, on the town side, we actually have a slight decrease. According, year year. yeah, according to this, it says the uh, proposed budget. And I believe Gene's talking about the town side. A decrease of fifty thousand five hundred and thirty-three dollars, or zero point zero nine percent less than the current budget. Correct. Or maybe that's the whole budget. Which is, I think, an impressive feat in itself. When people go to the table asking for next year's budget. They always start at last year's number, and they, they say, okay, what can we get now? Um, it, it's a testament to the de- various department heads and um, really just the people who work within the town for being responsible, spending their money wisely. Um, and it's also, we, we've done some things with uh, debt restructuring where we were able to save some money. And this, you have to remember, is in light of massive hit from the state. Uh, we've lost over $2 million in funding from the state level, which we, we count on for... Um, Seymour is one of the towns that has really right. been hit hard by the right. state budget woes. Correct. Um, so we've we've taken our lumps, but we've we've had strong financial planning, which has allowed us to continue on uh, without reducing services. Um, so it's this is a good budget. I don't see any um, I don't see any trouble passing this budget. To be honest with you, we haven't had any trouble passing budgets the last few years. I think the people of Seymour understand that. Um, we're not spending wildly like drunken sailors, as you might say. And uh, just relaying more information from the New Haven Register article, I haven't personally covered the uh, budget so far this year in Seymour outside of podcasts we've done with Stefan and First Selectwood Miller, but it holds the line on taxes. The the tax rate is going to be kept at 36 mils. Uh, that means a resident, this, again, I'm reading right from the article, that means a resident with a home appraised at $150,000 that has an assessed value of $105,000, will continue to pay the same amount of taxes as last year at $3,780. So uh, I guess that, that that's that's the thing. That's what people are, are looking at. Right. Uh, and in terms of the Board of Ed, I mean, you can't speak on behalf of the Board of Education, right. but you've attended meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're, you're, you have your finger on the pulse of how the Board of Ed is feeling. What, what, is, what is their view on uh, their budget uh, and I'll try to see how much oh, – the largest chunk of the budget, the school budget, represents, according to Gene, a nominal 1.2% increase. So Yeah, so I, I can't speak directly on behalf of the Board of Education, but what I'll say is a 1.2% increase to any Board of Education is something to be lauded. It's, it's a good, a very good conservative number, um, especially the, the number one factor driving Board of Education increases is special education costs. It's something we can't – necessarily plan for. You don't know how it's going to happen. And at the state level, they're cutting from the education cost sharing. Mm-hmm. So the state kicks in X number of dollars to most towns, most municipalities, to, to help with their education. And we, we took a big hit. So for them to come in at a 1.2% or 1.12 or whatever it was is is very good. Uh, and, and some of that is due to the town and board of education sharing some costs, sharing some services, which is 
I think, great in the long run. Uh, and the, the, the article quotes Superintendent uh, Mike Wilson as saying it's basically, uh, whenever I see necessary to cover contractual obligations, they say that's a, a bare-bones budget. Uh, we have just another random things uh, in the budget proposal. $4.2 million for the police department, $1.8 million for the highway department. Uh, you have a new police chief coming. Sure when do. does, that, when does uh, that happen? The current chief's contract is over at the end of June. Luckily, the transition is not going to be an arduous one this year because the deputy chief, Paul Sakowski, is, is officially now the new chief. Uh, Paul is a great guy. Like Paul, uh, he's going to continue on a lot of the great things that are. So is, Met, is Chief Metzler now like out of the building until June? Or no, no, he's he's, he's still there in the building. Until, he, gotcha. is, he is absolutely um, helping the transition along. Gotcha. He's uh, he's very committed to to making sure that it's smooth, and and I think again it's going to be it's going to be an easy transition with with Paul taking over. And in terms of the uh, the new chief, uh, it's going to be Deputy Chief. Sikowski becoming chief. The, I mean, the Board of Aldermen, were you guys directly involved in that in any way? Like, did, does the police commission look for a recommendation from you or anything like that? That was another thing that used to happen years ago. There was a lot of controversy between, between of, all, of all commissions, the police commission and the Board of Aldermen. But... Selectman. Selectman. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. We have very little to do with it, quite, honest with, quite honestly. The uh, Board of Police Commissioners takes care of that. They, the process is they go through... Basically, for any large hire, a town, a superintendent, police chief, something like that, a uh, an outside agency collects candidates for us, presents, they present the board with X number of qualified candidates. The board then interviews usually three to five candidates, and at that point, they choose whichever they feel to be the most qualified. I know the police department does. They, they try to do anyways um, just kind of a blind resume thing where they, this is the most qualified person without any biases, so they're going to get the job. Okay, and we should probably, if you're just joining us, that is Stephen Stefan. Someday, someday we'll I don't get know it. what, It's like, a tough one. I've I, been called Stephen. It's more not, Stefan. though. It's not, but it's a mental thing. I need to get some type of counseling. Stefan Bahuniak, <laughs> and that's just one of the many reasons, of the Seymour <laughs> Board of Selectmen. He's here talking about uh, the Seymour budget and uh, Seymour issues in general. This, the reason we're on is that this is the Valley Indy 2018 Great Give Marathon live stream. We were live in chunks yesterday because the equipment can only handle so much. From 8 a.m. to 12 a.m., we were back online. I don't know, 7 a.m. we had our, our first video posted. Uh, uh, there is a transformer issue on Wakeley Avenue if you're without power. Uh, UI is on it. Uh, who, we have some, comments, some comments, I see. Yeah, yeah uh, let's, let's Aggie Alves, she gives a wave. Uh, uh, thanks, and she said... A uh, lot of comments. Oh. Picture and sound quality is great. Janessa said, Thank you. Uh, at first, no picture, just audio, but then she restarted, and it works. So if you have any issues... Oh, yeah. I'll have to t I'll take down the, uh, the quality uh, But the next video. Uh, Linda Vetti, she said... Why the buses replacing the trains? I have family who live in Seymour, and on Sunday I have to take the bus back to Bridgeport, then to Stamford. Please do something about the train fares. That's uh, an issue near and dear to our hearts as well, because we're right near the, the train station in Ansonia. Well, let's give her, I mean, one thing Lisa can do. Was that her name, Lisa? Linda. Linda, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, a, the, that's, I think, is a state. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, why busing is happening right now. But I can recommend if you reach out to the Connecticut Commuter, Commuter Rail, Rail Council. Council. Jim Gilday is uh, the chairman of that organization. He lives in Derby. 
if you follow the Waterbury line on Twitter, reach out. He will get back to you with answers. There is a massive issue happening right now with uh, the state's transportation fund that's becoming broke, essentially. Uh, and that's having an impact on the valley or could have a potential impact in terms of improvements to the Waterbury branch and all kinds of things. And there happening. was funding announced a few years ago, but then that's in, in jeopardy now or up in smoke now where it's it's the as the state budget is negotiated which is happening as we speak uh it's sort of up in the air uh also and it's interesting just just yeah. to, to note for uh that person who commented like uh, stefan and the seymour board of selectmen even though the train station is in seymour you really have we, little to no there's nothing power can do about it yeah what i would tell um what i would advise linda to do lean on your your legislators Call your state representative. Call your state senators. Uh, this is something they're very aware of. They need to really fight hard for the Waterbury line. I know a lot of people who have to take the Waterbury line into work every day, and it's just not adequate. Also, the gubernatorial candidates, whichever side of the aisle you may fall on, this is something that we need to continue to lobby them on as well. It's something that I've personally talked to many statewide candidates about, the need to bolster the train. Uh, particularly the waterway line. So if you can, every every person that you reach out to, particularly people who want to be reelected, uh, it's it, it will help in the long run. Unfortunately, at the town level, there's nothing we can do about it. You don't other, supervise other than the continue, brand, yeah. Other than to continue to to bring up that this is an issue, something that we're very aware of. And then uh, George Monroe says, I live in Seymour, and I attended Seymour's Economic Development Committee meeting last night. I now have five suggestions on what I would like Right. what I would think our next step should be for next month's meeting. And uh, Chris Bowen, a member of the Economic Development Commission, he was here yesterday, and he had mentioned that they had, and he just uh, joined watching the live stream uh, conveniently. So I would... Don't, to, you don't want to let them know we're mining their data. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's all been sold to uh, Cambridge Analytica. Uh, George, uh, maybe reach out to, to Christopher Bowen, uh, if you haven't already, uh, to communicate those ideas, because uh, he's... Uh, always on his Facebook page, uh, sort of Justin Amash-like, uh, announcing his reasons Ooh, for so votes. and uh, Who is that? Like that. Dennis Miller, hold on. Oh, is keep up, Yeah, get, uh, keep up with the, uh, with the, uh, the times here. Fry just gave so you George, the Patricia. George, if I could speak to you personally for a second here, uh, I think that's great. I think people need to get more involved, particularly in economic development in this town. Uh, even the members of the Economic Development Commission need to get a little more involved. This is something that I've been talking about at selectman meetings. Uh, Chris Bowen and a couple others are the only ones who are really working to, to get that commission up and off the ground. And it's a vital time for that commission right now because we do not have an economic development director. So think about what think what you will about the former director, but right now we don't have one. And so it's it falls to the commission to really spearhead the initiatives in town and, and lay out the plan going forward. So the, their commission has had a hard time getting a quorum, which is, is shameful. Um, if you're going to sign up for something that important, I think you need to be there and, and get it done. Uh, but beyond that, the community needs to give some, some feedback. So what, what Mr. Monroe is talking about is, is great. Um, if, you, if Mr. Monroe, if you would like to get in touch with me, I would be happy to talk to you about any kind of initiatives that you have in mind and anything that the Board of Selectmen might be able to spearhead for, uh, on your behalf, and we can talk about these kind of things. Um, but also, yeah, get in touch with Chris Bowen, get in touch with anybody else on the commission. And Could it be that some of the former members or people that aren't showing up for their commission meeting, maybe they just feel like the, the commission has no teeth and can't really get so, anything done? So that, that commission has gone through quite a change. 
almost all of their members resigned in last year. Uh, they felt like they, they were getting nowhere. Uh, the economic development department was getting nowhere. So it's, it's mostly a fresh board, but there's still one or two left probably to turn over before it's an actually super active board. But I know that Chris and the, the chairman of that board are doing a great job of really trying to get people together and get them to, to meet and, and work on the issues here. And then, uh, as we see, I'm, I'm glancing at some of the comments, uh, whenever we talk about Seymour, people always turn to economic development in the sense of they want new businesses in town, and I right. guess read that next. Uh, uh, Patricia Rimkunas, sorry if I'm mispronouncing, yeah. uh, what's happening with new business coming in, and sort of a corollary to that, Aggie Alves, I hate to say it, but you know I have to. Uh, you know I have to. Any update on Tritown? We touched on that with Chris last night. We too. tortured Chris. It was with supposed that. to get knocked down last <laughs> August, and that's something that uh, you know when Kurt Miller first started coming in for these uh, podcasts and uh, webcasts. You know he he would sort of be in touch with the owner, and it seemed like there was some sort of movement, but then it sort of lost momentum. I guess in uh, which in, has been the history recent, of that. Yeah, the which whole has been nine years of frustration. Been yeah, yeah. Uh, so just, I guess, in, in, in with Tritown and new businesses in general, uh, any any comments sure. there? First of all, hi, Patty. How are you? Hi, Aggie. Good to hear from you guys. Um, with new businesses coming to town... Hi, this is Eugene Driscoll, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. We're where we kind of always are. Uh, one thing is there's a new couple of new restaurants opening up, which is nice. That's something that people always are asking for, always clamoring for. There's going to be a brew pub right downtown where the old Tony's Pizza and Ozzy's used to be. So that's something that people are really excited for. I know that they're opening relatively soon. I don't have the date off the top of my head. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. I believe That's, it's called Box Part 17. First Street is that? No, or? First Street is different. We have oh, okay. plenty of pizza places. You, think, <laughs> but you can be forgiven for <laughs> thinking it might be. No, there's there's a pizza place right on Main Street called um, called Tony's most recently, and now it's going to be a brew pub. Oh, okay. And then the owner of Hot Tamales has opened up a, I believe it's a tapas place right next door. So there's oh, another, wow. another restaurant. Tapas. Tapas. Okay. All right. Just wanted we're not, to make we're not, sure. We're not Shelton. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Oh, um, wow. Throwing some Shelton shade. We do have an adult businesses ordinance. Okay, know, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, I had no idea what you were talking about but, there. I, I misheard him saying <laughs> tapas. My also, bad. you know, we got this, and I actually never reported on it because I just ran out of time, but uh, Alan Fisher of Fisher Commercial Real Estate in Orange sent out a release concerning Seymour back on March 19th. Sorry, I'm just going through my email. Uh, oh, yeah. The 12,980 square foot former home to the Bank of America at 150 Main Street uh, in Seymour. Sits on oh, almost correct, an acre. Right. Yep. Uh, sold within 72 hours yep. of being listed. 
the sale was $440,000. Alan Fisher represented the seller and the buyer. And I was told that the buyer was the uh, same... Jimmy Zeppos. Yeah, that yeah, owns... So, so the, the guy who owns, um, the gentleman who owns Zoe's Pizza, um, last I heard, he's looking to, to do some mixed use with the building, uh, some retail on the on the ground floor, and some perhaps apartments upstairs, which that's kind of the way of the future. That's a nice-looking old building. It really is. It needs a lot of work. The town had been interested in acquiring it at one point. Uh, it, the, the work that we needed was a little more than we were willing to spend. Uh, however, a private developer could really do some great things with that building. And I, I would have to also mention, if we're, if we're being fair, that Thule is looking to expand into a new property up in the industrial park, which is the, now the technology campus. Um, that's something that's not as, as glamorous, and it, it's not a Main Street initiative or anything like that, but it is, it is something that's going to help the town in the grand list in the long term and just you know, bring good jobs, full-time jobs. They're going to get a lot of seasonal jobs into full-time jobs, which is nice for the town. And it's hugely important to just have uh, that technology park as sort of an anchor, just to have a right. business anchor into yeah, the need, town of Seymour. We need something with some, you know, I don't know the word. But and the, the official they're, buyer. They're actually going to be in partnership with Basement Systems as well up there. So Basement Systems is going to provide the building and lease the building to them to uh, put in two two large machines, which... Hmm. Oh, wow, that's outstanding. Yeah. That's, uh, so look at that. We're, we're breaking some news here on the Great Give Valley in the 2018 Marathon uh, Streamcast. I, I rename it every couple of minutes. Okay. Just uh, to, to uh, end the Bank of America thing there, the, the official buyer, the Seymour Trust Company, LLC, uh, just so people... No. Uh, I wonder if anybody uh, is listening, what, would, what do you want to see go into if you could wave your magic wand? What businesses... Trader Joe's, yeah. <laughs> Stu Leonard's. Wait, let me, let, me, let me just finish the sentence. What businesses would you want to see in the Bank of America uh, building? Apple Store. Uh, before I forget, I Aggie, want to see a children's museum. I don't know if you Tri-town. can speak to I this. I talk to Tritown. I'd love to talk okay. to Tritown. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, I often am criticized by some for being too congenial with with Kurt Miller and, and some people on the other side of the aisle. This is something that I have a hard time uh, with Kurt about. He he did promise when he took over to fill that center. That was kind of the the crux of his, his run. And in my opinion, I've said this on here before, he's been very friendly and cordial with the owner of the property, and the owner of the property is just fleecing the town. He's just, just kicking the can down the road. So they talked about two years ago they were going to knock it down. That never happened for whatever reason. Then they're going to pull permits Although to knock it down. Is leasing the right word, though? Because it's a private landowner. He doesn't have to develop He doesn't it. have to do anything. But you understand that this is a sore spot in the town. It's a real sore spot. And he he has no... He doesn't care about the town. He's not from around here. Uh, he doesn't... Maybe he doesn't understand properly what kind of a issue it is here. And people... Were, obviously, this is something that's been going on for over a decade. And people still talk about it every day. Mm-hmm. And... We're a little too friendly, I think. We we haven't really done enough pushing. Now I have heard that they were going to tear the tear the buildings down. I, what I've heard last was that they were looking for permits, but they had to do remedial work before they could um, before they could actually demolish the building. And there was definitely a dispute between the, that I'm aware of, of the the owner and whatever environmental company he, he hired because right. we had some emails yeah. that I didn't follow so, up on so the story. So there, 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 there may be legitimate drama. reasons it hasn't come down yet, but it's, it's way overdue, and I, I think that until something actually happens, me and the rest of the town are going to remain very skeptical that anything is going to happen. 
And what can, uh, you know, I think sometimes people think uh, the town controls development or can dictate where stores we go. Can't. I mean, and it, yeah, what can you do? What, how can, right. there is only so if you take a combative uh, attitude with Ron Spector, the owner of, right. of Tritown Plaza, do you think that'll get you anywhere? Because wasn't that tried like 10 years ago? I don't know that it's ever been truly tried. I, I think we've been very accommodating to him in the hopes that maybe the goodwill would, you know, pressure him into doing it. And I, I, I don't think it's worked. Again, you're right, there's not, the town can't, beyond eminent domain, and I don't think there's any reason for the town to, to take it through eminent domain, we, we couldn't do You'd be hard-pressed. Uh, we can't find court. a, we, yeah, we couldn't be... find a real reason to do that. So that's something that, that isn't on the table. I, mean, Let me just, that... I want to go back to the word fleecing there for one second. <laughs> I don't know, though. I just threw it out there. What do you, what, 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 yeah, what, do you mean he's, he's, he's stringing the town stringing along? Stringing along, that's, that's exactly what I was yeah. going for. Because yeah. there's nothing along. untoward going on, I'm just worried. The f- no, that, I know you're right. Yeah. There's, I, I don't want to imply that there's something illegal yeah. or... So he's stringing the town along. Yeah, we get, the town you're getting along. promises, 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 and no delivery on any of those. Correct. Uh, it's it's you can only you only hear the same story so many times before you start to doubt the story, you know. And that's that's where we're at. That's where I think 95 percent of the people in this town are at. Yeah, and, and how often do you hear about Tri Town Plaza? Every every time every time that an issue is brought up to me, it's kind of a corollary to it. It's okay, but what else is going on Tri Town Plaza? I mean, you see it. We're in 2018, and <laughs> yeah. Multiple people are our, asking about Tritown Plaza. Our comment uh, board has lit up with uh, uh, comments, and uh, Christopher Bowen is on there. I mean, one thing that I, you know, I live on Hawthorne Avenue in Derby. I go to Tritown Plaza all the time. Dunkin' Donuts, Town Fair Tire. Uh, I would get my hair cut there uh, for a while, and then one time I forgot to give a tip. I didn't have uh, cash with me, and I didn't go back, and I just felt guilty, and I could never show my face again. But hair intrigue. Is Alberto's in there at the end? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and actually, Alberto's actually that is just refurbished. Okay. Yeah. That's a great place, by the way. Go to Alberto's. Great food. That is, yeah, and he reached out to us, and uh, thank you for your patience if you're if you're uh, watching. I've been emailing saying, we just got to get through the great give, great give, because that's a story right there. The fact that that gentleman has stayed in business, and he's tucked away. He in a liquor store uh, at least the store is gone. It is. The, the, I didn't know Alberto's that. Alberto's is the last, uh, the last bastion over on that side of the plaza. Okay, so order if you're going to order pizza tonight, help out Alberto's because that's. Great food I mean, too. I guess he, he's got dinners. he's got Bungay Road and, and and sort of it's it's a tough spot. He, he's lucky he's over there. But when I come into the plaza from the main entrance, I never even look that way because I'm coming from Derby. So you're sort of cutting off. Uh, everybody from that side because he's way over there. So the fact that he's refurbished right. and is going strong uh, says they, something. To so. my knowledge, they still do really good business. Every time I go in there, which is fairly often, it's there's there's people there. The food has remained excellent. Um, it's a family-run place, so it's really something worth supporting in town. And, and so you know, it's it's another pizza place, which kind of gets a bad rap, but the, but we have good we do have good that. ones. We do have good ones. Yeah. So there's it's um, not necessarily a bad thing. And, and the other thing is like the uh, my point that I was. Uh, trying to make, but badly. Obviously, people see the potential of Tritown Plaza, and I think that's why they talk about it so much, because if you look at Alberto's, uh, Dunkin' Donuts gets people, the movie theater gets people, Town Fair Tire, it's it's confusing as to why in that prime location... Tire Shack, isn't it? Oh, yeah, what am I saying? Town Fair oh, Tire. God. How tire dare shack. you? Tire Shack. That guy, next time I go in there, he's going to punch me right in the face. <laughs> uh, yes, Tire Shack has been there forever. So, like, those businesses are succeeding, so it just is confusing as to why it's so underdeveloped, especially because we used to hear that, well, this is when we first launched, 
Well, Tritown, you know, if you look at uh, look at Derby down the road, Valley Bowl is falling apart, that property, and this and that. And then you've seen Red Raider Plaza be reborn and redeveloped. Uh, that Resold whole corner there, yeah, that was yeah, profit, yeah. That and, and Derby made money off that. And you've seen you've seen downtown Ansonia, uh, uh, you know. There's still a long way to go, but there's all these new restaurants moving in. It would seem that Tritown Plaza would, like, and that's one thing. So, like Ansonia, short of eminent domain, there's been a push uh, since Mayor Cassetti came in to use the sort of uh, blight laws as a as a as a sort of prod to property owners. But I don't think I don't know if you could do that at Tritown. They, whether they would meet the definition of blighted, just an empty storefront. You could say that's the, well, the I, vicissitudes I, of the commercial real estate uh, cycle. Well, so something I've talked about, and we, the town of Seymour has a very robust blight ordinance, and it's robust mainly on um, just private homeowners. We we haven't used it, to my knowledge, on any businesses. Which, in, in my mind, the need for beefing up the blight laws are, are on the business side because we have blighted properties in my opinion. Um, I don't think there's a huge issue with blighted homes, but we've of course taken the mantle and, and really gone after blighted homes, which is a nice thing. It's nice to have uh, no blight in town, but I think we need to look towards the businesses with that as well. If I could add one thing, I believe the Molto Bene property has been sold recently as well to a developer from, who did the uh, Red Raider Plaza. So. Oh, did, did we have something on that? Yeah, at some yeah. Point? We yeah, wrote about yeah. that. So that's another. Point. That's okay. yeah. That's another that's thing to Jerry No Serino. Right. Yeah. So there's there's some stuff going on at Seymour more than more than usual, but not the not the uh, real hot button issues, unfortunately. And just to catch up on a few comments, uh, Patricia Rimkinis, uh, health food grocery store doesn't have to be Trader Joe's. Phoenix Yoga is doing awesome in Seabridge. Christopher Bowen, who we mentioned, just says tech. We were a factory town, but we can replace the factories with code farms and modern engineering focused on the way we will make products in the coming years. He's absolutely right. Anne-Marie Dragonis says there are environmental permit issues, I think, in reference to Tritown. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've heard that too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like I said, that's that's the issue. That's the issue right now, but who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'm skeptical. That's Patty right. said, good idea, Chris. My 16-year-old son would like and to Anne-Marie Dragonis is a member of the board, right. of, yes, board right. of Select. She's a Republican member of the Board of Select. Uh, Come to these economic development meetings. Giacomo says, "Give them a, give them an ultimatum or eminent domain." <laughs> See, that's but that just, despite the fact that but that's not for likely, eminent domain, you have to use it for town purposes. For, yeah. for public we're not use, going to. usually. So, yeah. so the fact that people even are willing to bring that up, just all that does is it speaks to the the anger over this issue. And, and I think that when it comes down to it, I think people would like to see the town tick on their tone. You know. Maybe not their exact tone. Maybe we're not going to go there with you know pitchforks and torches, but at least show a little anger and, and initiative towards fixing the problem. And then Bowen said, "If make Seymour a hub for modern businesses, the nicer retail will follow." Uh, uh, Aggie, I don't know if Trader Joe's would work because we have Market Thirty Two up the road. Patty says, "Hair intrigue is my hair salon." So you, you and Eugene, I guess, and uh, she loves Alberto's. Yeah, uh, everybody loves Alberto's. That like Bowen loves Alberto's, yeah. so that's uh, good to. And, and that, love Aggie loves the, that they deliver. So some love awesome. for the movie theater there too. Yeah, I love Seymour Cinemas. Yeah, they it's do a great job there. It's uh, you know, it's a great. I've I, I've seen each of the new Star Wars movies there with my. And son, that's an Jack. industry you hear about really taking a hit in recent years. With yeah, like and you can yeah Netflix it, and all the. 
when you and you go to see more cinemas, I mean, I don't go like on a Friday or Saturday night, uh, but whenever I go, it's not it's not mobbed, but uh, you know, it's a good time. You know, it's not like the IMAX theater, no. it's not the ultra modern. It's reasonably priced. The seats have gotten much better. Yeah, the yeah, seat, it's the a seats good... have been repaired in, in all the theaters, to my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and they do a good job. I think a big part of that is we're the only one in the valley, right? We have the only one in the valley, so mm. we attract a lot of that clientele. And I, I, I think it's uh, yeah, it's a good place. It's, a, it's just an old-fashioned movie theater. Like nowadays, though, you, you go into movie theaters, and if you read on Twitter, because like, I'm a movie guy, and people complain like if the seats aren't warm enough, because seats, you know, you have to have recliners and you know whatever. If you just want a no frills good movie theater, you've got uh, Seymour Cinemas, and then the Strand Theater, which. Uh, you know, of course, is 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 is, is locally legendary, but mm-hmm. you know there was a while there they were doing movies uh, that were in conjunction with the town, and then that stopped because essentially nobody was going uh, to to see the second run uh, in this era of DVDs where we could rent stuff. Uh, but they've made this; they're doing all these really cool screenings all the time, uh, which is uh, we should do a shout out to them in terms of because we're here to focus on the positive. Darn it! This is the one day we throw away. Uh, our natural inclination to be negative, cynical jerks. Uh, you know, you got the the, uh, the Big Lebowski is going to be. I mean, you're not included in that. I'm talking about Ethan. The uh, <laughs> Big Lebowski is going to be screening there. You got CT Cult Classics. There's all these kind of cool uh, movie screenings there. So check out the Strand Theater on Facebook. On on St. Patrick's Day, they do The Quiet Man. Uh, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Of course, right, happens. Right. There's just a lot of like I like Seymour downtown is a, a good place, I think. It is. Uh, you know, I it think is. as an outsider, maybe, you know, I, I, that, we have we some, like to see that spread right. to other downtowns. We, we have some great, great local businesses there. I mean, just the other, a couple of weeks ago, um, the Glass Source, which is a, a spot probably a lot of people don't know about, they had their one-year anniversary of being in Seymour. They used to be down here, uh, down in Shelton, and they moved to Seymour, and they do a, they do a great job. They, they do classes, um, you know, like stained glass classes, mm-hmm. all different sorts of. I, I don't know how to speak to it as well, but they they have really cool things in there, and I was really surprised and, and happy to go in there. Uh, Tickled Pink has actually expanded. They do a great they do a great business there. That's a great place to go and buy you know any sort of gifts if for the the, the females in your life, um, stuff to decorate your house with. Uh, Wildflower Confections, a friend of mine, Alyssa. Owns that. They do a great yeah, business. They're still going strong, um, huh? They're yep. Uh, Tea with Tracy. So you have that little corner there. Uh, Lizzie's consignment. And she's this, all over Facebook. She's, like, she she's does like a, a marketing job. little genius. There. Liz, yeah. Lizzie and her daughter Katie have done a great job of um, building up the social media presence of of the, the downtown shops. They do uh, the first Saturday, which I can't promote highly enough. If anybody has free time on a, on the first Saturday of any month, which is actually coming up this Saturday, uh, head down oh, head go. down to Seymour downtown. Uh, a lot of people go down there. It's it's just a great time. First Saturdays in three days, Correct. Chris Bowen said. Yep. And we've got other comments for Patty and Aggie say, I love those downtown is beautiful. I love those little shops. Kathy misses, I think it was called the the Great American General Store. The General, yeah. yeah. The All American General Store. Right, right, right. So so we can go on and on and I'm sorry to any businesses that deserve the praise that I, I didn't get to, but we, we can go on and on about the great businesses down there. At, at some point people get a little they, they want something new because there are a lot of antique places and not that they don't do a great job there but it would be nice to kind of revitalize that if we can get some nice bars up off the ground or restaurants which there is room for and we can do uh, if we can get the strand humming again you know not that they don't do a great thing now with their their you know 
what do they call it? like periodical like programming? Yeah, they yeah, do, yeah. yeah, they do special programming now, yeah. which is which is so much better than just seeing sit empty. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, so there's there's good stuff going on in the downtown. I think people would just like to see it get a little bit of a you know facelift, maybe. And and my thought was, uh, again, in our, our our whole history of the valley only goes back to 2009. So I'm sorry if I if, if I'm not a historian, but. I know when we launched, there was a movement afoot. There were some shop owners who no, are no longer downtown, but I remember they were trying to sort of do uh, uh, like their own little marketing, and it was the shops at downtown. And I think I don't think we ever reported on this uh, because sometimes you know there's like uh, altercations or, 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 or like conflict where you kind of say like, well, if I write a story about this, am I really like doing any good to the community, or am I just fanning the flames of, of this? But there was. There seemed to be between the Economic Development Commission or maybe, I don't know what, there were commissions couldn't really get along with the shop owners, and I could be misstating that. Uh, and then though it kind of all dissipated. Yeah, it didn't so seem like it, everyone was pulling in the same direction. Yeah, it seemed like some new business owners were conflicting with some uh, old-time Seymour residents in a way, and there was some type of whatever conflict. But uh, is the purpose of this new Economic Development Commission now, do you think you're going to be drawing in these these businesses, I mean, maybe the owners don't live in Seymour proper, but they're actually downtown. Uh, is there going to be more of an outreach? Or maybe it's already happening, because I don't so, know. So there is a kind of organic outreach happening just from the shops, right? They're, they're, they've kind of banded together now in a way that maybe hadn't been happening in the past. Um, there's obviously some competition because there's a lot of people that, that serve the same clientele, but it's actually been very, um, you know, they, they, they've worked well together. Because I think when... Uh, the rising tide lifts ships, right? Mm -hmm, so I think, mm -hmm. um, I, I think that the more people they can get down there is just a benefit for everybody. Uh, I know that when I go down there, I and I'm not a big antique guy thing like that, but I, I will stop in a few different shops, and I'll even pick some stuff up every once in a while. So it's it's really um, it's really nice to have, and I think they're doing a good job working together. Now, to what the Economic Development Commission is going to do going forward, I I'm not sure, but I think that they will certainly make that a, you know a centerpiece of the plan. Right, you know, keeping keeping our downtown vital and keeping it, you know, build it up more if we can. Uh, one comment we have from Kaylee Mahalko, the Seymour Historical Society, and according to their Facebook page, they're on West Street. Uh, is doing a great job. They will have summer camp this year too. And Patty says, "I'm delighted the Historical Society is more open to kids." Right. And in terms of the Seymour Historical Society, shout out to Paul Sussman. Oh, right. Yes. The most terrifying newspaper editor I ever worked for. He was known to carry a bat around the newsroom, uh, but great guy, great writer, great editor, and he's a Seymour resident. Yeah, the, the Historical Society, uh, they put on Sunday programs, and and very often. They have some really cool stuff that goes in there. You'll see it on Facebook. Um, so, and they, they always have plenty of seats for people. It's like five bucks to get in, um, and, and you can learn a lot about history of not just Seymour but you know surrounding communities. It's really it's really a good thing that they're doing there. Can never get enough of the Leatherman, right? The Leatherman, the guy that would go Johnny of the Woods, all that. Yeah. I'm talking about the Leatherman specifically, Ethan. I know you're Johnny of the Woods. I'm talking about the Leatherman. Google him. Or maybe go to one of these Seymour Historical Society things. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned before, the, all the hi the historical societies we we take derbies for their uh, their uh, this week in history. Oh, I thought you were picking one historical society. Over the, you know, we, Shelton sends us info too that we try to publicize. So uh, yeah, they're all it's all it's all great to see all. Those I just got a glimpse of, of, of Stefan on our on our feed. He looked at the camera as we were bantering because there's like a 45 second delay, and he basically gave me get me out of here. No, we no, I love it. I would, I would say all day, but 
But okay. Other things with, to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to go back to my job. But So I want to thank you, Stefan, uh, for coming down here during our Great Give webcast. Uh, was no preparation. We didn't say what topics other than we wanted to talk about the budget in general. And we should remind residents that the budget vote on the Seymour town budget, the Seymour school budget, is scheduled for May 10th, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the Seymour Community Center, 20 Pine Street. Uh, we had invited uh, First Selectman Kurt Miller to come down today as well, but he's under the weather and could not make it, so get well, Kurt. But uh, I really enjoyed the discussion, and thank, thank you, you so Thanks much. to everybody for watching and commenting. We got a lot of uh, yeah, great, great comments that it's good to see people engaging with uh, their elected officials. Yeah. So if people are, are still watching, it looks like a couple are, um, I would just say, one, please donate to the Valley Andy if you guys have not already, uh, and then look at some of the other local nonprofits to look at. Um, these guys obviously do a great job. Uh, I enjoy all my time working with them. I know everybody else who, who gets the, the honor of being on here does as well. So please kick in a few bucks to, uh, to you know, it looks like they're getting pretty close to the goal, but we got a lot, a lot more work to do. So, so get that money in. It really helps these guys. It goes right to the community. Uh, they provide invaluable service. And then on a slightly different note, if you are a Seymour resident who has these kind of concerns and comments, I know a lot of people who did comment, but if, if you're somebody who happens to be watching and thinking, hey, I agree with this or I disagree with it or whatever, that's great. Please get in contact with me. Uh, you can use my Facebook, which is just my name. Um, you can use my email address, which is my name at gmail.com. And if you'd like to get, I can get you involved on different boards and commissions in town. I can get you going to meetings and we can, uh, we can build this thing up in a nice way. All right. God bless America. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back shortly. I believe our next guest is going to be, or guests, I think it's Jamie Cohen and Kelly, Kelly Curtis. Kelly Curtis at 1230? Yeah. Sure. So okay. those, those are some heavy hitters. I'm going to be yeah, nervous. Valley, uh, Valley legends in their own right. So we'll see you then. For hundreds of years we've brought you the news. We'll ride the dinosaur. We'll ride the dinosaur.